Greetings, friends. It's your BFF WTD. BFF, BFF, beefy, funny friend. And WTD means tongued doggy. You're welcome. TTYL. Time to yell loudly. There is a new Howlin' with Wolf, and that makes my nasty old heart always burst with love. This Howlin' with Wolf is from Distant Egg Song, location Houston. They write, Thanks much to the trash slurping host with the most. Always glad to hear your voice on the airwaves. This goes out to Tamantha in St. Louis. Hey, Vinny, glad you turned me on to this podcast. It made my 2020 better. Regarding your question, I checked in Ma's recipe book, the way to render the sacrificial, purulent goo from a gamer's flesh is to go low and slow for a minimum of eight hours. Glad to see you and Vinny and Galena. Let's do it again soon. Your brother from the Venucci all-mother, Vinny. Mmm, <laughs> damn. That recipe sounds abso-fucking-lutely tasty. Scrumptious. Unctuous. I must visit this all-mother and exchange my forbidden recipes with them. If you want to write up something for your BFF forever wolf to howl, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Fuck Mark Zuckerberg. I got some hot news. I have it on good authority that this here is the second of two Q&A sessions to wrap up season one of something. And I have it on even better authority that next Friday on November 5th. <laughs> Shucks, for real? Am I going to have to say some corny stinking remember remember nonsense? V might be for vendetta to some folks, but to me, V is for volumizing shampoo and conditioners. And beginning next Friday, November 5th, we will have a guest seated at the head of the table. You might know him as the rules lawyer on the Glass Cannon Network Starfinder program, Androids and Aliens. And if you don't, you'll get to know David Winters as the handler of pretending to be people for the next five weeks as he runs Joe, Luke, Thomas, and some idiot named Zach through a classic Delta Green scenario. Get ready for an absolute mess, y'all. And finally, get ready for old Wolfie to be an absolute mess. It's time to say goodbye to a brand new song. This premiere will be the last time I play it here on the main feed of 694.2 PTBP. So if you want to hear this infant baby of a banger ever again, you uh, uh you actually have tons of options. One of which is just uh, Google cuts you with no backbone. Luke, you have a question for Justin? Oh, yeah. Did you see the article 
came out today or just the story the of Chokin. No. Yeah, Chokin on these nuts. Got him. He didn't get him. He didn't say Chokin. He didn't say it. Yeah. But I did. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, he got you. He got you to say Chokin on these nuts. Uh, yeah, I got yeah. you to say it. And then I I wasn't a participant. Reverse got him. <laughs> Reverse got him. <laughs> I, I got got. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> uh, someone in the UX industry, user experience industry, was telling me that like a lot of people she works with no longer use Photoshop. They use a program called Figma. <laughs> <laughs> and I just had to like be like yeah, yeah wow interesting maybe, yeah it's not <laughs> yeah. a person i could say uh figma balls to <laughs> uh let we we you know what we 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 fucked we around all the way home pretty hard last time and uh then it took us a long time to get into the yeah. questions and we this fucked around time, took a long time for y'all to find out <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a bad. I have a bad story first. You want to hear it? I yes. do Let's fuck around. Hear yeah. it. Let's fuck around. Um. So whenever we were clapping, I forgot that I had stabbed my hand with a steak knife earlier this week. <laughs> so I have. Why did a, you do that? I oh have a wow! Hole in my hand. Shit! Wait, uh, I didn't see it. So that first clap, I clapped and like almost went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Show it again. Show us your hand hole again, please. It's oh hard to damn. See. Hold it over. It's to like Zach doesn't know how to use Windows. Uh, so. Yeah. Oh, how do you do that? It doesn't look that bad. Uh, it's <laughs> <deep>. <laughs> Uh, I was trying to split two hash browns apart that were frozen with a steak knife, <laughs> and I was oh holding them in my hand where the where the <laughs> knife if when it pierced through Whoa, would stab me Justin. and i literally and i literally went i shouldn't be doing this and as i said that it's nice <laughs> like without much pressure at all and i just like stabbed into my hand and i just was like oh man <laughs> the fact that you were sober when you did this <laughs> oh it was an afternoon yeah uh, oh, earlier so today, you were been drinking for a few hours. <laughs> yes, I'd been, I'd been gone for hours. You know, a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, Tuesday afternoon. Uh, so this is he woke mo- sorry, up a and Monday, this was like a, a midnight snack <laughs> <Right>. almost. <laughs> and yeah, and uh, luckily I was uh, okay, but I did see some hand uh, chicken meat, as I like to call it, because if you've ever like sliced chicken. Where it like kind of the muscle kind of split. Yeah. I did a little bit of that, I know what you're which was very about. fun to look at. And I was like, "Oh man, that's bad." <laughs> look, you guys make chicken you different than it? I do. <laughs> you ever split your chicken I, meat, bro? You might not have seen the inside of your hand. It's chickeny. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen the inside of your body? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had some X-rays done. I suppose mm-hmm. I've seen the inside of my body. Technically, yeah. Yeah. I go with Zach to his colonoscopy and take the gander. Yeah. I do want <laughs> it. Zach's second, I'm Zach's second opinion. I'm like, nah, I think there's something wrong. <laughs> that looks, doesn't look normal. Polyp. <laughs> it's a polyp. Is that That's a Pokemon? A polyp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sir, it's, we, we, we try to get the patients as clean as possible, but it's clearly shit. You can see the corn. <laughs> Yeah, that's a polyp. <laughs> wake him up. Tell him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to wake him up because they f- <laughs> they put you in a daze. It's a real uh, polyp of daisy. Oh, my God. Polyp <laughs> of <the> daisy. <laughs> what? Do we have any questions? <laughs> <All> of- <laughs> mm. uh, the bollard asks, what the fuck? Fuck you, too. <laughs> <laughs> 
what the fuck is an appropriate question? Yeah, th- that's yeah. that was my first question. To what to you. we've done when you when you stop the recording, it's at the last a, episode. Oh, I think yeah. that's what I said. I think yeah. that is what you said at the end of season one. What the fuck? Uh, I mean, it's just a small town mystery. Just like a small, small town mystery. mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, they also asked, will we ever find out the backstory of Wolf the dog? I mean, will we've, we? we've had at least, uh, there's the, a little bit. We learned yeah. all of it. If you, if you can, if you're, you know, <laughs> if you're smart, pretty clever, but yeah, you can, you can, uh, all of Wolf the dog is in there. So go back, re-listen, get those numbers up. Definitely re-listen and get those numbers up. <laughs> uh, actually at the Patreon, a hundred dollar tier, I will call you on discord and tell you, <laughs> oh. you have to be subscribed for two years. If, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, patreon.com slash Justin wants money. <laughs> yeah, alternatively, you can Venmo Justin $200. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, if you uh, if you listen to the 694.2 PTPP pledge drive episode, you can see at least Dude, the story the of Wolf the Dog. Yeah. yeah, there's some slight origin story in there. At least how he comes into the studio. Oh, yeah. He's a great DJ who loves eating trash, and I don't know why it needs to be any more than that. Yep. <laughs> uh, Celery Top asks, uh, to do Hakanu. To do Hakanu to you as well, son. <laughs> Nerds, cling is that going on? <laughs> to do are true words of power, but how did you come up with Visa Girl and Shakati Falija? Asked and answered. Asked and answered. We went over this one last time, but hey, Celery Top, we like what you do. You've done some Zach fucking sick it art again in the Google document. So I think I, I think Celery Top did the contention trucks artwork, which excellent nice. is fucking rad. Yeah, uh, a bad feeling asks question. What was up with the feet eating? I'm curious about that, too. Oh, I was going to ask you, Tarantino. Joe, if you had an idea. My only theory, uh, and I don't know if these guys know this yet, uh, that was how I was introduced to that light plane world with the Jibugabuntibus. And <laughs> you can say gigant umbropithecus. It. it was it was a <laughs> xenonemato that they attached to my foot to send me there. And so I assume it's maybe covering up evidence of those scars. On uh, He kept mentioning that mm. scar on my foot. Mm. I assume it was maybe covering that up in some way, but I, I wasn't sure why they needed to consume it. I didn't know what was up with that. They had to do it. All right. And uh, <laughs> I, I mean, did you have a reason at the time beyond it's real spooky? Uh, yes. It was simply what Joe said. That okay. It is a thing that shows that you have been at the circle of knowledge. And it, if you were a Delta Green agent and you were like cleaning up after like a mission or something, and one of the parts of the mission was that certain people had this crazy scar on the bottom of their left foot, then yeah, yeah. you'd cut it off and um, feed it to them. Like yeah. you do. Okay, but like <laughs> Chief Maggie Cook had some serious issues with James the Millworker specifically because James the Millworker clearly had issues with Chief Maggie Cook. In his own blood, if you would have tested the blood at his house that spelled out stop her, that was James the Millworker's blood because he knew that Chief Maggie Cook was going down this dark path. Oh, Hold nice. on, tested with the advanced crime lab at the contention <laughs> police station? Yeah, Drew Andrews uh, is a, a uh, vampire. He, he's a vampire, and you just you just give him a little blood. I he, forgot. He about, licks it. He laps it up, and yeah. then he goes, and his head 
vibrates and shakes around, <laughs> and then uh, yes, blows James blue. Newark's blood. I know yeah. it And then he tells you whose blood it was. We kept forgetting to take advantage of that. You guys Dang are it. idiots. Compliment yeah. and question from a bad feeling. <laughs> the various theme songs for the show's various arcs strike me as something very cool this show does that other TTRPG podcasts don't do. Uh, will this continue <laughs> in season two? Yes. Any bangers picked out? Yes. Mm, uh, no bangers. No Didn't bangers picked cir- out. Circling some? Uh, we're circling. We're circling. Uh, how did you pick the songs and where did you find them? We chose the song so far from bands that either we like know or have seen live. Yeah. Springfield bands for the most part. Springfield that bands that we're we into. Like. Yeah. Connected to the region at the least. Yeah. For sure. Like Justin and I were, were in a band and we played with Blue False Indigo and that's <clears throat> like kind of how we met them. And mm-hmm. who else was on the show? <laughs> uh, Kudzu, we played with Dream Girl and Kudzu. That's before, right. Too. Yeah, and Kudzu, the, uh, who you might know from uh, a song that we've used a couple times on the show called "No Backbone." The lead singer of that band is a very good promoter in Springfield, who always makes sure that bands coming through are well taken care of, what, that they have a good place to sleep, and that they get paid. So. Uh, we were happy to promote Kudzu. Yeah, which uh, No Backbone's a fucking banger. The rest of the songs, I mean, we've got Someone Still Loves You, Boris Yeltsin, who's Classic. just a fucking staple of the Springfield scene. We've mm-hmm. all seen them countless times, yeah, I would imagine. More than any Joe, other band. Joe and I's band uh, have played with them a couple times. Not to, <laughs> <laughs> not to dunk on y'all's bands. <laughs> and then uh, who else do we have? Great EP Drug, who is just an Amazing. excellent musician. We saw him a couple weekends ago, actually, and he was phenomenal. A Dragon in Three, which is uh, an offshoot of Basically someone's soul, Bar Shelton, yeah. And they are an incredible little outfit who I am Always stoked to throw them on, and I'm looking forward to new music from them. Hopefully, Creek, soon. Yeah. Creek Rocks are some friends of mine, and they've got a residency right now down in Silver Dollar City. Oh in no, the area. shit! Go, go check them out. That's super rad. That might. Uh, that's probably coming to an end soon as the weather changes. I think they're playing that outdoor <laughs> yeah. amphitheater, but yeah. Creek Rocks, that song rules. We've been really happy. I think with all the songs that we've been. Do able they have to any pants left on the show? <laughs> Wow, that is a deep cut from Luke <laughs> talking about. <laughs> There's a ride at Silver Dollar City called Fire oh, in the Hole. Oh, yes. <laughs> I should have got it. God dang it. Uh, and as you go through this ride, Luke, do you want to describe? Yeah, it's called. Did you say what it's called? It's Fire, called in, Fire the hole. in the Hole. And you ride through, and basically you just see a bunch of stuff. Like you see, is that the same one with like a prison escape? Or oh something? yeah, it's a it's a town on fire. It's a town on fire, and the town is lit on fire by the bald knobbers. But they don't just light towns on fire. No. <laughs> <laughs> At a certain I, I, yeah, <laughs> I just hope you don't have any pants lying around. Was that Luke? Oh, because uh, at one point in the ride, you see a home, a home that is on fire. That's on fire, and one of the guys is getting out of he's the home, hanging out the window, and she says, and he's wearing his long his, underwear, his, his yeah, long his, underwear, his and nighttime clothes. She <laughs> says, "Whatever your name is, it's whatever his name is." <laughs> Whatever your name is, get back in here and put on your pants. And he and goes, he says, I can't I put on I, my pants. I ain't got, got no, no pants, pants no more. The, the dang, dang ball knobbers stole them. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so that's just some uh, local humor. We're trying to get local work. And so, <laughs> Blanka Patch. Uh, shout out to Blanka Patch from Nerd Poker. All right. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> what was the fucking question? Uh, how do you it? pick the songs? Oh, yeah. That was it. We answered it. Good. Moving yeah, we on. answered. Black Moxa asks, congratulations. Oh, that's. Thanks. Congratulations on excellent work <laughs> across two continents. Thank you. Thank Ooh, you. Yeah. Uh, it was across three at one point, which I was super proud of. When we had Scott Dorward playing with us, I that bragged about that cool. to people in my life that we were playing a game across three continents. That was cool. That was dope. <laughs> that was rad. We're cool as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so were the time loops and resets always part of we're your the story? We're people who do this. No. And... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, or did you have to introduce them after the characters got into impossible situations? Yes. Also, how... Well, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> did the characters get into impossible situations or did little Zacky get into an impossible <laughs> situation? <laughs> yes. Also, yes. Very much yes. Uh, it was my doing that I had opened up the story to too many avenues. And I thought to myself, how will I take them down these avenues? And then I thought, well... Time travel, the greatest cop out <laughs> of them all. <laughs> and the easiest to handle. Exactly. Famously. Yeah, yeah. I have this to future manage. version of one of Joe's characters <laughs> that I could play with who might be able to do some stuff. Yeah, fucking nightmare, honestly. Never going to do it again. And also, how is the creative campaign this community contributed to going? Fantastic question. Yeah, it's a great question. It's going really well. Uh, Frankie and Anon and No 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 Wait Hang On have compiled all everything that everyone has written and voted on up into one document, and it is slowly being whittled down into a playable game and uh it'll be out in oh what uh 2031 it, it, yeah it'll be playable uh, uh that's not put it that close okay we yeah were, we, we, were sh- it? we were shooting for the 10th anniversary of the finale let's, uh, <laughs> yeah let's push that right now so actually, 2053 now <laughs> <laughs> yeah no uh that that campaign is dope and if if these guys have forgotten enough of what they might have read from what people wrote about that campaign, I would definitely uh, be interested in running some I, form of that. I purposely didn't read a lot of it because yeah, yeah I, I figured I it's, we played it at some hey point. guys, it's really fucking scary and cool. So no, uh, I would be interested cool. in, in using maybe even just like using parts of it to create a one shot. What's up, Thomas? This is the first I've even heard of it. All right, perfect. <laughs> the modest line. <laughs> So I've read you, as much as Thomas has. Ah, I perfect. knew about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Modest Light uh, says, thanks for doing such great work. Hey, thanks. thanks. Honestly, it's been great just listening to you guys improv together. I thanks. felt like I've learned a lot Thank about you. how Uh-oh. to keep the jokes rolling yeah. in my own life. Oosh. Just Oosh. by how anal- just by analyzing how you all do it. Sit you on a Dangerous bad path. ground. Yeah, you're wow. on ice, my friend. And... <laughs> Let me let me tell you, like you better walk back right now for the sake of your relationships. <laughs> yeah, you don't want this. Your career. You don't want and a future this. podcast editor. We don't do you this have. right. Yeah, all six of us have, or there's five of us. I have no, no. <laughs> <laughs> You okay? all, all five of us have four friends, so yep. maybe don't. <laughs> My dude, I literally was like answering that question. Like, 
I was like, well, wait, let's talk about what we mean by friends because I have four friends. <laughs> I have tons of people that I like and that I'll yeah. talk to in public. It's but the I people have four on friends. the pod. Yeah. <laughs> How did you guys know it was a good idea to start a <laughs> podcast? And did you have any fears going in? These, these are the two questions. Uh, I, did, I was the one who brought it up, right? Probably, yeah, you had sure. been wanting to do it for a while, and I don't know if that just stemmed out of the idea of like recording the games themselves, yeah, uh, to listen back to, or but uh, but we also like we were all listening to a bunch of role playing podcasts. We were, time, and, and when I listened to a lot of music, I thought I could play music, and when I listened to a lot of actual play <laughs> podcasts, I thought I could do that too. So the thing about the actual play podcast is that we were getting together every week and being as funny or funnier than them. At least. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're like, why not? recorded <laughs> at least enough that we thought we could do this yeah like, yeah it was enough to where when i brought it up no one balked at the idea except for taylor who was like <laughs> all right this is my cue to bail yeah <laughs> we felt good we, we all felt good we playing felt together good and we it. thought it might translate we yeah kinda, yeah we honestly didn't expect this no no not at all Thomas yeah. is shaking his head like I did. I did. <laughs> he was shaking his head. No, don't put a nod in his mouth. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> These uh, nuts. Did you guys? You guys didn't have any fears? No, I going, didn't. Going in, I definitely did. But like after the first session, I was yeah. fine. Ah, go. Uh, do you guys have any fears now? <laughs> Oh yeah, there's so much more to lose. One fear. Yeah, my fear, my my biggest fear is success. <laughs> <laughs> when we first hit record and it and you when we slipped into it and we finally found that we were just playing at a table together, I, yeah. my fears were allayed. I, re- yeah. I remember that we have fun doing it either way. That's so. right. And exactly. it helps we yeah. didn't re- release it for so <laughs> yes. long. Well, we, yeah. we kind of touched about. Oh, so that was on that that stream the other night. The stream Not the other night, yeah, yeah. Recorded. But we, yeah, because we did record so many episodes before releasing them, it really did allow us to just put the game we were playing on the air. We were very comfortable with what we were doing at that point because it was just the same thing we'd always done, kind of. Yeah. I think that's a smart way to do any, like, creative thing like that is to build up a little bit and then start releasing it so you're not like scared immediately from <laughs> like, like poor results after yeah it's like edging. one thing it's like edging. how do you feel about <laughs> edging justin it's, uh, it's the only way bruno nunes says, at, says what was the balloon <laughs> <laughs> uh to quote the great nicole Byer, i don't want to edge if you start fucking me, you better make me come. <laughs> uh, she went on Punch Up the Jam and she punched up the jam. She, yes, she did. was on it. Uh, Bruno Nunes asks, uh, what was the balloon-shaped head kid from the JLP the Third flashback? I mentioned a balloon-shaped headed kid multiple times. He had very dark eyes. Who was it, Joe? Uh, it was uh, Pastor Adam Kane. It was Pastor Adam Kane as I was, a child. When we were listening to the episodes in real time and I got to my flashback, he I had already played at that point 
a scene with Pastor Adam Kane, and he described him exactly the same way. And I texted Zach, you son of a bitch. I know who the balloon head kid is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a fun one. I thought you were just dunking on that poor kid. <laughs> <laughs> this balloon-headed mommy stuff. So there's this balloon-headed idiot <laughs> next year. Did you have a flashback with him, or was that just a mistake on their part? That is from the flashback of his father, John Lee Pettymore III, burning down the Kane home oh, when nice. you put on the wall. Yeah, when John put on the watch, he saw his dad rescue him, is one way of saying it. Steal him and burn down the house of his family is another (laughs) way of saying it. The Gherkin at Merlin's Merkin (laughs) says, uh, will sweet boy Justin be a regular for season two or will he be banished back into the pit from whence he came until another uncle PC is introduced? The pit, the pit. Jack said, I can't come out of the pit. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's going to be, he's he's an uncle. (laughs) He's an uncle forever. (laughs) No, but we, we, we talked about that and it's just, my schedule is going to be so freaking wacky with grad school crap, especially when we're going to start recording it. He already does side characters. (laughs) He already makes all the music. You guys ask too much from him. he's trying to escape from that pit. (laughs) I'm trying Please. And Zach keeps putting, like, dig it. Zach's d- he down keeps there sending with more me, grad school it. assignments down there, and he's like, ah, you want to finish, don't you? No, but I think being a regular on top of all the extra stuff would, for me, right now, would be just be a little too bit too much. Even though I freaking. The most I had a blast. Well, if you do all my assignments, and <laughs> you'll finally earn your Zaxter's degree one of these days. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> what Zaxter's degree? <laughs> Alexia <laughs> says, I love Did this you format Zaxter's where I can just immediately <laughs> move on to something else. <laughs> <laughs> Alexia says, thank you for making this amazing show. Thanks. Thank, thank you. you. It's been such a light. You're welcome. These months. Thanks. Yeah, You're welcome. Yeah. Question, You're welcome. how do you manage to find so many amazing bands local to you? Well, it all dates back to the Ozarks Jubilee. You see, <laughs> uh, that's not, that's kind of a joke, but that's also that's, true. Springfield also has true. a really cool it's, musical history we've and had it's just a, like been full of musical talent. We've for, had a burgeoning musical scene forever and exactly, it does go back to the Jubilee. I was going to, I saw this question uh, earlier, on, earlier on and I wanted to plug, there's a documentary out there right now. You can find it on thecenterofnowhere.com and it's kind of about the history of Springfield music. It used to be on Amazon, but I think they had some weird thing where they took a bunch of documentaries down, but you can find it on that website. They're trying to hide the truth. They want to silence the truth of the Springfield music scene. (laughs) Well, I also think, I I don't know, Zach, did your parents also like take you to a bunch of musical stuff? Because your parents do music stuff and mine do and joe's do also yeah my parents right? tried to make so it have- they put out a cassette and uh they they moved to nashville before they had kids and and put out a christian oh. cassette tape and uh opened up for some notable acts but they, neither, neither one of them have grammys <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah does anybody's dad here have a Grammy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's he's a uh, my dad's a good old. <laughs> I was like, you have to explain. He's a good good piano player. He's a really good piano player. He's on a, a an album that won Grammy the or it was a folk album of the year, I believe it was. Or... We should make our dads do a battle of the pianos against each other. My dad would kick your dad's ass. Yeah, I'm sorry, Justin, but my dad's a really nice guy. <laughs> Uh, he has a degree in composition 
what music does he composition. Yeah, a cassette tape. Uh, yeah, wicked. yeah. He put out a, oh, it was a one hit. Cassette. Not so much of a one. <laughs> Have you heard it? He's a great dad, though. So good on him. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, we found so many amazing local bands because there's so many amazing local bands around. Yes, exactly. we've, got, we've got an embarrassment of riches around. We us. really do. And also, throw yourself into the music scene in whatever town you're in. Because it's sure probably got good music. Yeah, I'm sure you're gonna find something not that as you good like. As ours, though. Also, it's really easy for people to record music these days and so yeah. more people are making it and, and there's you have, a lot of garbage out there want to go somewhere says question every time the boys woke up back in the cemetery was there another group of them running around in the same city yes or was that an alternate timeline yes alternate <laughs> universe yes kind of thing so a yes there was an alternate version of them in that scenario but in for instance the iteration where you guys went to the glass family compound that world continues on and keeps doing its own thing the next time you come back you're in a different iteration of that same plane but you've done what you did previously before does that make sense yeah i do get that sort of so our guys are doing it yeah so in the first one that you were in there's only one of you in the second one that you woke up in there's two of you in that world in the third one you woke up in there's three of you in that world three collective views yeah and then in the last one there's four of you in that collective universe well there's not because you died at you know in the csu arc but yeah that was my idea with all that uh we got another question here what what up with the names branded into their skin when they wake up at the cemetery, was it an overseer hint on where they need to go next? Yes. Or was it something more than that? It was also a little bit more than that, but barely. Uh, it was simply that when you interact with the person who is branded on your body as a whole, your group will have that name crossed out the next time you wake up and you only have until all your names are crossed out. Then you have one last time to go through it. So first time you had one name cross out. Second time you had the second name cross out. Third time you ran into both Tilde B. Mitchell because Keith ran into Tilde B. Mitchell and Drew Andrews and therefore it crossed out both of those names giving you only one more chance at life. Thank goodness. Yeah, it worked out really fucking well actually. But so it was just the overseer saying, hey, you need to talk to these guys back. He was right. just hoping that you would figure out what you needed from him. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That was that was his is that again. Right, uh, yeah. That's what uh, that is what okay, I good. intended for sure. Good. 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 That's what I was hoping. Punk ass book jockey. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great name. Compliments. I love the way... Oh, this is long. I love the way you created horror by constantly throwing new mysteries and problems and gross shit into the plot. Instead of being scary because of slowly built tension, it was scary from being completely overwhelming, like it was a mental breakdown. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very cool inversion. Uh, I love that you wrote a time travel plot and still held characters and plot elements so loosely and let unexpected things happen. <laughs> yeah, that was really fucking hard. Uh, I loved how great everyone was at instantly bringing each new character to life. That's just good for you guys. Uh, Thank you. I love the way the players play like they are horror movie characters yes yeah. again thank you mm-hmm. that i agree we know with that thank playing. you for doing it <laughs> uh i thought it was great that no matter how tangled everything got it 
always felt like there was an explanation for everything if we could just understand that's the amazing illusion zach creates oh i mean your trust means everything to me i love that when the players (laughs) were given complete freedom in the final episodes they kept topping lol lol (laughs) (laughs) uh, each unbelievably cool thing they did with another unbelievably cool thing thanks thanks you yeah. It felt cool at the end there, man. We all kind of felt like our power was <laughs> all unlocked. just topping. <laughs> uh, and for you guys, what one thing do you wish you had done different? So <laughs> they're saying, having done such cool stuff, what was the one thing you wish you had done differently <laughs> as your character? I, I don't know if I would have changed this, but I would have been super curious how the whole thing would have gone if I'd gone with Leon. That, that really was a fork in the road that could have drastically changed the way this whole thing went. Yep. I have no idea what would have happened. If I wouldn't have jumped out of the bus, I would want to see what happened then. Ah, yes. Ooh, nice. Yeah, that bus was on its way to the mill, so you would have... Oh, oh, you would have been right on it. (laughs) I don't know what decisions I would make differently with John, probably a lot, but John does know as a character that he should have shot Keith like a long time ago. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Who is your favorite interlude character that you made so any of the the small arc e- characters e- Ephraim. yeah martin cupertino oh okay so we nice. got one from calm calm comfy campground there every pace for me I, yeah i loved him that he was really fun all three of those were really good justin what about you I, like my all of my beautiful children that i've created yeah you got um, don you got you got jack don, perlman don don and donovan <sighs> the two donnies yeah, the uh, Donnies. I really Donny. like Donovan shut because I loved. <laughs> Who are you telling to shut, shut the fuck? The, shut up? the fuck up, Donny. Donny. Oh, mm. oh yeah, that it's old that old chestnut it's a movie. It's a movie. No, I I really enjoyed being Donovan because he felt so Conan opposite Brothers. of like all the characters. He was good. He was really good. And then his turn at the end. Uh, wow, you made some really dark decisions there. <laughs> yeah, I definitely wasn't forced upon it by some <laughs> unknown entity. <laughs> I messaged you and was like, hey, you want to get fucking wild? And you were like, anything to give Donovan more power <laughs> is literally is what you true. responded I with. I would literally. You want me anything, to kill all the members of anything. contention? <laughs> uh, they also said for Zach, what do you need from the community to release the campaign notes in some form? Money. Uh, <laughs> which actions Money. from the players did you most expect and which was the furthest from what you expected? Ooh, good question. Mm, I expected some things here and there, but most of the time, I just... Honestly, guys, I set up scenarios with the hope that you will surprise yeah. me. I don't plan the ending of any of this stuff, and so everything? Like, fucking everything constantly? Constantly, yeah, but like, I, I mean... We touched on this in another question. I think the most surprising thing has to be the Myriad Keith. Yeah, switch. the yeah. Myriad Keith yeah. thing. I, d- I didn't sure. plan it. No, yeah. I, <laughs> that was the great thing. You could see that like by the twinkle in your eye, <laughs> you had thought of it almost as you said it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the way to role play. By my book, <laughs> it just says, do what you want. <laughs> uh, what's the most squamous thing you've seen in real life snake a snake a probably snake, yeah i saw a really big giant black snake in arkansas when i was a little kid it was so cool oh that's right it was so big that we heard it uh, dragging itself across the concrete of the 
carport oh. and we thought it was a plastic bag rustling in the wind. <laughs> it's this loud Do you ever feel oh. like a fat snake? <laughs> like a fat snake. The snap, like I saw a snap, uh, like a uh, Komodo yes. dragon. I saw a huge turtle one time. <laughs> I was like, that's cool. <laughs> uh, and it was wet. It was a big wet turtle. Uh, Edgeworth 08 asks, uh, what was the editing process like? How much did you cut and did it become less and easier as time went on? Editing is difficult. I cut out anything that seems repetitive or unnecessary or dead air or me saying, um, (laughs) like with a long space on either side of it. That's mostly what I edit out. I don't edit out a lot of content. There's not like role playing scenes that I have to cut ever. Right, um, and as you all know from listening, when someone says like, "Hey, let's cut that out," that's typically like <laughs> yeah. a cue to leave everything in. Uh, so you really hear pretty much everything that we do. Those of you in the den of sin just know that uh, I I edit out dead air. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a lot, just enough to keep it, keep it all going. I, I just want listening to this show to be a, um, a nonstop fucking ride. And that's kind of been my goal is that it just pushes, pushes, pushes constantly. For sure. TD underscore Woogie says, is Wolf the Dog going to still be around in season two? I hope so. And there's a follow-up from Sensuri13 that says, and or Justin as a full-time character. Second chance to give us the right answer, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? There? Yeah. What you still think? busy? Say it. Fish. Say it <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Zach. Is Wolf the Dog going to be in season two? Find out on the first episode of the season se- two. <laughs> yes. But also... But maybe yes. not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Justin said maybe not. <laughs> TBD, apparently. I hope so, too, TD underscore Woogie. I hope that Wolf is still around in season two. He well. might be He might be busy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Wink. Uh, like underscore Larry says, this is a question for Zach. Uh, were the story arcs inspired by the intro songs at all? Or were you able to find songs that the lyrics oddly tied up with the story arcs? Either way, it's very impressive. Uh, I found songs that matched what I was doing so far is my answer to this question. However, no backbone was chosen before I decided that the balls would rip out your spine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So the plot of the balls definitely came from No Backbone, but then for the rest of the stuff, anything that was coincidental. Actually, you know what? I definitely listened to the lyrics and just like threw stuff in every once in a while. There's a really fun thing in Pretty Sexual that's like, uh, I I swore I knew you before this. Yeah. And yeah, so that was good. Th- I, when I like heard that lyric yeah that probably definitely influenced even though that was gonna be probably part of the plot honestly i don't know uh moving on bro <laughs> it, it was a lot of uh back and forth there i think uh brofos 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 uh what was up with all the hand sanitizer in the cabin in the woods arc <laughs> 
The hand sanitizer specifically was being used by Mary, M-A-R-Y, Ball, who was old Madge hanging out in the woods. Old Madge was M-A-R-Y, the ball. And she had concocted this gel that could be put on human skin and then would... bacteria. Would... uh, (laughs) (laughs) It was amazing. I hope that answers your question. Uh, Denny Creddy <laughs> asks uh, the functions of all the different Q devices. No, I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, if you used the hand sanitizer, it allowed me as the handler to pull you out of reality and get you, quote, lost. So anytime someone used hand sanitizer, I took the initiative to any time they were moving from one place to another, they got lost on the way to okay. their destination. So that is what the hand sanitizer did. It allowed me to put the PCs into situations that they were not expecting. Cool. Yeah, that was really fun. Uh, Denny Creddy says, the functions of all the different goo devices is clear apart from the helmet. What exactly does the helmet do? Uh, you say that the functions of all the different goo devices is clear, Oh, they, they also say, it seems it's either illusory or allows the user to benefit from other dimensions. The good devices, let's go over them real quick. First one's the camera. The camera takes pictures when it has been a certain amount of time in between uses. It was all based on time for these devices. Or, as we saw Pastor Adam Kane use, uh, you could slam some goo up toward the... Uh, the goo was able to travel through glass, and so it could, it could move into any of these devices and then charge them and make that green light lit. The camera was taking pictures of the dark place, the, the plane that you guys ended up in, and that was all just random and based on plot, how I wanted to do that. It wasn't based on location or time of what you guys were getting in those pictures. The gun... Okay, this is the weird one. The gun had a bullet that was in the trunk that John Peters pulled from the green box. The bullet was to take the user to the Old West, specifically made by Keith Beans as Silas Cole to eventually get back there. However, that bullet was used by Tildy B. Mitchell. Right. Right? So she slams the bullet in. The person who used the gun previous was Jermaine Glass. Oh, yeah. Who used it before the podcast started. So what happened was John Peters pulls the trunk out of the green box, goes home. He owes the Glass family mob a lot of money. The two brothers show up at John Peters' house to get the money. John Peters grabs the gun to try to defend himself, pulls the trigger, and inside the barrel of this gun, inside the chamber of this gun is, what is it? Not the bullet from the Old West. Therefore, the ooze goes in and fills up the chamber, sending him to the ooze plane of existence. The next time it's used, Tildy B. Mitchell grabs the bullet that was with it, slams it into the cylinder, and then fires, which sends her to the Old West. West. 
Then the gun is used once more, finally, by Rose M-A-R-Y after the ball takes over Rosemary's body. But M-A-R-Y knows how to use this gun. So she blew snot into her hand, right? which would have filled her hand with ooze. And then oh. she loads the gun with ooze so that she can get to that plane. Right. And that is the gun. Straightforward. Very straightforward. Uh, <laughs> the, the radio is obvious. It switches, you know. It's not obvious. I was, I thought both of, I, I thought the illusory thing, but he brought up the different dimensions Oh, the radio. Thing. The radio is obvious. Radio is. The oh, radio just sorry, switches sorry, bodies. Yeah. Uh, but yes, the helmet, uh, you are correct though. It is illusory. So when the person who is wielding the helmet passes a power contest against someone, then they can change the reality of the person who they are contesting with by using the helmet. But is it an illusion or is it actual dimension? It is an illusion. Okay. Yeah, it is all illusory. So when you guys were all seeing different stuff at Bean's Pond, you were still interacting with what you thought was real, but as some of you saw, like the repercussions of your decisions came about in a different way. So it wasn't an alternate plane. It was simply illusory. Algae rhythm. Oh no. (laughs) I haven't even seen the new space jam and I know that that's the bad guy's name. (laughs) Um, <laughs> uh, they say, oh, it's so cool to know that Don Sheetal listens. Uh, he says, hello, I love your show. I, you. I have a couple questions. Uh, originally was the officer whose name changes throughout the show supposed to be the gaslight that it was no, or did Zach? Oh yes. Or did Zach right? Forget to write it down in his notes. No. Uh, was it originally going to be memory manipulation or was it always time fuckery? It was never either of those things really, because it was just split dimensions. The whole thing is based off of the Mandela effect. The Mandela yeah. effect, which uh, I'm a that huge fan of. That fascinates idiots. He loves exactly N- uh, Nelson Mandela. When I heard about it, like in college or whatever, I immediately called my mom and was like, "Who wrote the books with the bears? <laughs> what were they? <laughs> the bears." That's the thing that was wrong. Is is who wrote the books? <laughs> who wrote I the books? Thought it was Emily B. Bear. I. It was <laughs> Jan. <laughs> uh, anyway, so when I was finally. <laughs> able to when i was finally able to have sinbad on the podcast <laughs> that's actually uh that's that's just true one of my crowning like dope, achievements yeah. in my probably mind probably the against the uh the terms of service for i looked it up a few times and i didn't find anything that said that it was not able have to them be on used. ptbp uh, say anything about if you want if you want to cut this it does specifically have <laughs> there's categories of people who are doing promotion and not promotion and you have to you have to make sure. But it's that you not do promotion; the- it's art, baby. And yeah. so I. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Luke, that's the name of our Detroiters firm, or that's our logo, at least. It's not promotion; it's art. It's baby. art. <laughs> Give us fifty dollars. 
All right. Yeah. So it was just the time splitting off into different iterations of the same world, but infinite versions of that same world. What a great final question. Uh, The final question is... (laughs) Zach looked up the definition of squamous, the ooze and the worms and all that. Are they goopy or are they squamous? Good question, Zach. What does squamous mean? Scaly. And I... know that when you called the ooze squamous? I have always pictured the ooze as being... Squamous. I don't believe it. Scaly ooze. Like an old wet turtle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't the think scariest thing ooze, Zach has ever seen. This word or a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's Delta Green. Of course it's squamous. Of course it's squamous. <laughs> it's a scaly, horrible ooze. It's very goopy and very squamous. <laughs> See, it's just that those are nearly... It's not that they're quite. No, they're not they antithetical, they but they're cancel each close. other out. But they <laughs> yeah, which is makes it so creepy. Exactly, it's the conundrum that makes it so scary. So the conundrum is that you didn't dis- non-Newtonian liquid. Thank you. So a non-Newtonian liquid is like both solid and liquid at the same time, and in my mind, that is essentially what this ooze was. Is that it's this like horribly like if you looked if you. If this yeah, thing, but which part of that is scaly? Dude, if it like reached out to you and you like looked at it and you thought that you would poke your finger up to it, it would be like hard, but it's still like gooping and like mm-hmm. oozing toward you. But in like at the a repeated time. scale pattern. A repeated scale pattern. Scaly? Yeah, squamous. <laughs> <laughs> Any questions? <laughs> who who so would no, you? Zach didn't know what that word meant. <laughs> Who would you cast as the ooze? Uh, Andy Serkis. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's all that mocap. Uh, maybe the guy who did Jar Jar since he's the OG. Nice. First one. First one in the biz to do that. Is the ooze a Sith? Is the ooze a Sith? From the ooze's perspective, the contention <laughs> PD is evil. So it's like... <laughs> uh, Justin, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. As you've been making music for the show, uh, have you changed like your goal or perspective of each time you sit down to make a track? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I actually have been thinking about that revving up for season two. I was like actually messaging you because I was like, here's the points I think we should hit because I can't just make like any old random song. I mean, I can, but then it would be like, okay, this is only useful for like one really particular moment. So yeah, when I'm thinking about the music, I'm thinking about how it interplays with the, the, I don't know what the correct term is like the, the moment to moment of the the sound. Yes. I'm thinking of how the audio (laughs) exists. No, I'm thinking of how the music interacts with like, the, the different tones. The story. What the, was that? The, the, the feeling. Ah, uh, yeah, the mood, the feel, the vibe, the aura. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I, uh, aria. God, <laughs> the stark of it all. <laughs> I. What do you get? Oh God, you guys keep mumbling, interrupting. So you try to. So you try to make it good now, right? So I'm gonna hang you. Aria. Yeah, I try to make it good. <laughs> Uh, I want to compliment you on uh, that you do make tracks that fit these moods, but the uh, Western one, the one that has that kind of tinkly guitar or piano riff, maybe it is, that is so perfectly creepy and old timey. It's one of my favorites. It's so good. Thank you. I liked the, it was fun to like 
know ahead of time that there was going to be the old west arc and be like all right let's do some basically i took like what i would have done like a weird arpeggiated synth thing or other or like just nasty synth stuff and converted it over to like western instruments and stylings and stuff and so that was all about it the name that justin gave the track that joe brought up there the urgent wind nice yeah or no, the, the urgent so wind was the time rewindy that one wasn't in the old western arc was it that one's called a road then it just got uploaded to youtube because oh, someone on the totally subreddit right. a road or a road a road a rod the road i love it it's a good i thought you were talking about the one that's like no, I also love that one. <laughs> That's my favorite track. The one that has I the big strings. It's just me on a microphone going. <laughs> Zach never uses it, and it's Zach's. It, it's Joe's fucking favorite song. <laughs> like, put it in the put it in the show, coward. It's all right. I fall asleep to it at night anyway. Yeah, it's four hours long, so I, I get it. <laughs> Hey folks, thanks for listening. You're welcome. Are Wait, we no, you, no, the you, the listener, not me. No, we like really appreciate you listening, just Justin. Oh, they, yeah, thanks, Justin. Thanks, thanks Justin. Do you have welcome. any questions for us? <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, <laughs> unfurls a scroll. What the fuck? <laughs> hey, Zach. A good question. What the fuck, yeah. bro? <laughs> Hey, Justin, uh, I've been meaning to tell you our friendship means a whole bunch to me, and I'm really proud of you that you're like taking the shot at grad school and like really focusing on it. And while doing that, we've created the artistic collaboration that I've been most proud of in my entire life. And we've collaborated on a lot of artistic stuff together from music to short films to, to this. And this is like really fun to make. And I'm really glad that, uh, that you're on the team. That's Thank you. Thank you. Me too. I agree. We weren't talking yes. to the rest of you. This is, this is me and Zach's time. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love uh, group cre- creative group collaboration is fucking rips. Everyone should yeah, try it sometime. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. When we started this, did you think our characters were going to die and we would make new ones or were yeah. you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. And I, th- I thought you'd have new ones. We're going to do that in season two, by the way. I'm going to pull out the rug from some of those uh, Pulp Cthulhu uh, <laughs> rules yeah. that we're using, and we're going to go a little bit harder on Delta Green to get some some nice, satisfying character death. <laughs> is this a regular stream, like feed episode? This is. If you want to hear me play a minion, <laughs> subscribe to the Patreon. Nope. That is also going to be on the main feed. That is? Yeah. Do it anyway. <laughs> he's talking about his own thing he's going to put out. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Luke, are it's you going to be... run a RPG where we all play minions and you play Gru? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we will be doing that before season two. Why did you conjure that into existence? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even... I quit if you don't edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm writing it right now as soon as I... Do minions say anything except banana? Would we all just be yelling banana at Luke? What else do they say? Pudding and other kind of like desserts and fruits. 
including you. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah. So uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be back next week. Actually, we're gonna be back next week. Uh, if you follow along on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, or Reddit or Discord or any of the places where you can find out information from us outside of just listening to our voices speak, then you know that on November fifth. The first episode will be out of a short five-episode run that we're doing with a guest handler uh, running us through the Delta Green scenario Convergence that is being updated by Delta Green and Arc Dream Publishing right now. And our handler was able to get his hands on straight from the source of Shane Ivey, a copy of the updated version of Convergence for the new Delta Green role-playing game to run for us. And then after that, on the main feed, I will be running Control Copy, another Delta Green scenario, this one written by Dennis Detwiller, uh, which the patrons voted on over on patreon.com slash pretending pod. They chose Control Copy for me to run for this crew, and that'll be out after Convergence. And so uh, that's what we've got ready now and uh, more on the horizon. And we're all really, really fucking looking forward to it. I can't wait to play. Yeah. We got so much good gaming ahead of us. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of gaming left in these old bones, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) So let let us tickle your ear holes with our bones nuts. (laughs) And these nuts. Signing off. (laughs) (laughs) This is from NPR. (laughs) 